Welcome to episode 36 of This Old Deck. I sit down with Nicola and we discuss old school in Tokyo, Japan. Enjoy. All right. I think we're recording. I think we did it. At last. We, we made it. We made it. <laughs> okay. So normally I would say 99% of the episodes of the 35, now 36 episodes I've done, I've like known the person that I've spoken to on the yeah. podcast. It's really yeah. just like getting bros and broettes together. You're like the exception to the rule now, uh, since Wait. I don't think we've ever actually formally met, but we have interacted online just a little bit. Uh, so introduce yourself because I'll forget to do it later and we'll just start talking and I'll mess that up. Okay. You just so, go ahead. You just go right ahead. It's, okay, okay, it's, okay. That, it's that informal. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Eric, for inviting me here. Uh, my name is uh, Nicola. I'm French. Uh, oh. I've been living here in Japan for like maybe 23 years. Holy shit, I've right. been playing magic for a little bit more, like maybe uh, 28 years or something like this. And uh, I've been playing old school too for maybe, well, six, six years, maybe something like this, maybe okay. more. I don't know. Yeah. And what was, what was your first are, event? My first event in Magic or in old in, school? In old, or, in old school. In old school. Okay. So um, my first event in old school was maybe uh, an online event okay. here in Japan. It was in 2020. Yeah. Yep. So it's uh, not so far, not so ancient. But uh, the thing is that I started to play uh old school like yeah maybe and uh, maybe five or six or seven years ago sure so like there's no kind of event except for a bit because you know it was during the um, the covid uh -huh. so there was basically no event at all and moreover there was no absolutely no uh, old school event here in japan i mean the the old school in europe and america like had been growing for like maybe more than 10 years i've heard about the the format like because basically I'm a vintage player, so I okay. only play vintage like for maybe 20 years. And uh, it was a period where, um, when I didn't really play at all. And I had a, a friend of mine, maybe you know him. He is the Doomsday Legacy dude. His name is Saratarix. Do you know him? Uh, does he also have a podcast? I think so. He's kind of like he's doing a lot of things in the magic community. Okay. He's doing like art, uh, art uh, alteration on cards. He's kind of like maybe not famous, but he's well known in the in the format, I guess. Sure. And uh, his name is Sawatarix. I'll have to I look him we, up. I probably yeah. we probably know of each other. Yeah, yeah. He's a German Japanese guy. Yes, I do know who this guy is. Who plays yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have a podcast. I forget the name of it, but I when I was playing Legacy, I would listen to it. He yeah. travels back and forth between Germany and Japan. That's it. And he owns a shop of some sort, I believe. Yeah. He has yeah, a good he, podcast. I like his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. He has. And uh, like he was just like my little brother, you know, for, for many years here in Japan. And uh, introduced me to, I, I don't know for no reason, introduced me to... Uh, old school, the old school cards. You know, it was a period of my life where, where I, I just don't did I didn't play magic anymore. I like I have played uh, vintage like a really long time, but it was, you know, everybody has it. It's like uh, for like a, a ho holiday period, you know? Sure. I, yeah. 
and uh, it was just like okay i know I, I heard about a new format it's called uh, old school you can play all the old card old stuff maybe you used to play when you were younger and maybe it may be cool if you want to play it and maybe uh, you will you will want to play more vintage one once you know the old school format and i said okay let's try so what kind is it what is it format what can i play and you know i started to Tell me that we can use like dark ritual into underworld dreams, you know, to do that, that old, old stuff, fancy combo that I really liked by the past. And I said, okay, let's give it a try. And that's how I started to play. But at the time, like in Japan, maybe we were like, maybe, I won't say two people playing old school, but the community was very, very tight. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, in Tokyo, there was like absolutely no one who played uh old school i knew there were some people uh through the japan through japan like sure who like who like, who like the the old school but no events nothing like really nothing so we just starting to play like casual you know yeah building decks and just like learning the format but just not play at the competitive level just like we, we played the card that we like we liked and it was very fun and uh, that was uh, that what that was the start maybe it was like two or three years before the covid i think wow so just you his i think his first name is kai right yeah kai, kai yeah, yeah. yeah um so he just introduced you to old school and you guys just started jamming like yeah basically kitchen thing. table magic but you guys know each other from vintage and, and playing did you also play doomsday pile i'm assuming probably uh okay so i was not at all a legacy player uh kai was a very like yeah he's like good he can like play play yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, basically, I just I, I only played vintage. So I introduced him vintage, and he uh -huh. started to play vintage, you know, and buy uh, the Power Nine stuff, kind of like this, and that kind of stuff. And then the funny thing is that really don't know why he wanted to start to play old school because you know he was just way way much uh, young, too young. Right. Exactly. He's younger than I am. Part. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's maybe. Yeah. Maybe this year's twenty. 22 but you know at the right. time it was like 20 like a 20, 20 maybe six or seven like why the fuck would you want to play a sarah angel you know <laughs> and for me it's something because i played it like by uh, on the past when i was younger but why why but, but anyway like you like the format so you know the cards just had, i had something sentimental about the cards so i, I just started to play it yes nice so you basically I, so it's it's arguable to say that you started the old school scene in Tokyo. That's fair. Yes, absolutely. Okay. How many people do you think you have playing now, starting from that initial two dudes jamming to to today? Okay, so you know chronologically, we were two in Tokyo to play uh, old school, but there was a Discord. There is still a Discord in yeah. Japan, who is like kind of very famous, uh, gathering all the. Uh, eternal players i would say like vintage right. players and like that kind of old players and there were some players who were just like kind of eager of uh, old old stuff cards or yeah old school cards and at the time it was like maybe by the COVID period so there was no nothing you know no events and anyway it's not a like a, an official you know format so there was no uh, tournament uh by by uh, uh sorry uh by wizards so uh there was a guy a japanese guy his name was tensaku uh, and he started to ask people if they wanted to play uh an online tournament mm -hmm. 
and uh, he just did a tournament like in 2020 and it was uh, I, I don't know maybe it was standard I, I don't remember but he heard uh, through his community that there were a lot of players who wanted to play their old stuff cards and so he just said okay so why not just trying to do an online tournament with old school you know it's free yeah, just just uh, let's do it and actually there was like maybe 30 maybe 30, 30 people for the first time it was kind of well surprising you know yeah very surprising and uh by the way i i really like to play the format with kai and you know, just like we were like playing you know every week and buying stuff because at the time the cars were not so expensive so <laughs> yeah i i bought car from france in japan because like it was not the crazy the crazy prices and um, that is now and we're just having fun and you know by playing i was just like okay it's fun like there there is a community of old school players okay online tournament is okay but what about doing a real tournament and maybe like 15 years ago mm -hmm. i uh, organized the vintage uh tournament in tokyo is it is that bizarre moxes is that what you guys no, have the Moxani, like was the biggest vintage tournament in europe in france oh okay okay so it's not it, it was maybe at the same period and uh because i i went to france to participate to the buzz of moxen sure you know, I knew the, the organizers and, and like i was very in the community at that time and uh yes i organized uh, here in tokyo like maybe for one or two years something like this uh vintage tournament with proxies allowed sure. yeah, here yeah. In japan. it was the first it was the first time in japan at the time and maybe yeah maybe, maybe two or three years i, I don't remember so i had the experience to organized tournaments and i just think thought about so why couldn't why couldn't i do it for the the old school and i started to think about it and i just you know contact some uh, shop here in japan to know if uh, we'd be able to uh, lend lend me places to play like to ask here and here here and there you know to see if people would be interested and then uh, exactly two years ago i started my own old school tournament here in tokyo so yeah. it's old school from tokyo and you guys play the tournament like so you have a tournament coming up in december uh is that going to be is that at a bar is that what that the name of that place is obviously i'm not very familiar so uh it's uh, basically it's it's mm, it's kind of difficult but it's a bar and a magic shop it's it's a magic shop that has a, like a, the yeah. Japanese equivalent of a liquor license. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the shop is officially uh, Wizards, you know, official shop, but right. the bar just next to it, it's not that kind of official shop, but it, it's the same thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that, that's why I can uh, organize some uh, tournament with proxies, you know, because yeah. basically it's not allowed. Two businesses, one roof. Got it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Makes sense. Awesome. And uh, yeah, cool. I started. Yeah, I started two years ago. But you know, I, I'm I'm basically alone to do everything. So I had a job, I had a life. So I just organize it like maybe three times uh, a year. Okay. Like in December, April, and August. That's how it works. Is um, how many people do you get coming out to your tournaments? So you know, first time because it's a very, it's a, how do you say it in English, a niche. Yeah. You know? Yeah, niche is right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's a niche. So maybe you know, I was counting on like twenty people. Sure. And for my first tournament, you know, I just used um, a room like for maybe 12, 20 people or something like this, 
you know and basically at the time uh, the first place i used was a real magic card shop so i wasn't allowed to make money with the, the tournament because uh, i'm i'm authorizing proxies sure you know yeah. but that was something very important for me just to authorize proxies just to allow everybody to play black lotus and all stuff cards and so uh, my first tournament was free like you come and you, you you don't pay any money and you just play and you go home so you know i was just counting on this to to, to make some promotion of my event and that was the um, the main goal and then for my first tournament like 31 people appeared you know nice. yeah <laughs> it was just like what the fuck? yeah <laughs> so it was kind of stuff but very a lot of fun yeah and then i started to um to to do more promotion and uh, because i saw the potential Sure. Like I thought there was like a lot of people interested in the format, and the the most crazy thing, the, the craziest thing was that there was of course like uh, like vintage players, legacy yeah. players, like um, players who, who were playing Magic like a lot, but there were like players who just came back to Magic after twenty years. They didn't touch their cards, and uh, some some people, it was their first tournament. So like older dudes. Oh, okay, like. I was going to ask you, like, the composition of players. Like, is it, like, uh, like older dudes who, like, grew up playing with the cards on the playground? Or was it, like, new dudes who, like, because it's proxy, they can just, like, cool, I can just proxy set of power, no big deal. Like, what was what was your mix looking like? And the, the good thing is that it was both. Nice. Okay. So I was really happy about this because, you know, I, I know I know almost all the vintage players in Japan. You know, we've we been playing right. here for, like, what, 20 years? And so, you know, to see new faces and especially like people who just didn't know about magic, but okay, old star, uh, old school cards, you know, Sarah Angel, that ritual, that kind of like, it's not so uh, difficult as a standard of vintage. And, and then you can, I can uh, just copy my cards and with proxies. And, okay, just l l let's have a try and have fun. So that, that was maybe the, the, the part I was the most happy with interesting um with so it's kind of interesting to it's kind of fun to compare and contrast like american european and japanese like old school communities right and what i find interesting is you you guys are like pro is it fair to say you guys are pro proxy like th that you're always going to allow proxies for your events or no 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 basically you know i learned that uh with my uh previous tournament sure uh, with, the, with the vintage tournament like for me, it was very important because, you know, in France, particularly in France, you know, the, the proxies allowed tournament are not very like, how do you say it? Like people don't, don't, don't like it. Uh, no, no, I, uh, sorry. It's the opposite. They, they would like to play more tournament with proxies, but basically it's not like people like proxies. They would like to play with it, but with tournament, everybody wants to play with real cards. Right. So it's not like common to, to have a proxies tournament in Japan it's like uh how, how i would say it like uh i wanted to allow the most people to to be able to play like cards they cannot afford sure so i tried to it was maybe in japan i don't know in japan it was like maybe the first time uh there were a tournament there were tournaments uh with proxies allowed so i didn't know how how it were how how the people will react and the fun, fun fact is that people you know didn't use like proxies 
they prefer yeah. that they prefer to play with like their own cards yeah and with no proxies uh instead of playing with like copy so it's okay if they don't play with black lotus if they play with their cards it's okay so no, it, it was then something that really shocked me at the time so i thought uh when i organized uh vintage from uh old school from tokyo but maybe the japanese reaction would be the same mm -hmm. here but you know prices went crazy yes <laughs> through these 10 years and the good thing is that a lot of people just came because proxies were allowed yeah and i think yeah here in japan like the, the real paper tournament with proxies allowed like may, may, maybe i'm the only one here and thanks to that there's a lot of young people who came here to my tournament and when they when they proxy are they just proxying like the expensive stuff and still buying like you know your fourth edition sarah angel or are they just like like inkjet printing an entire deck is it a mix of both or is it like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna proxy a lotus because i don't have you know 8k laying around today mm, it depends because i i have a lot of friends you know who basically do not play uh, old school so mm -hmm. just you know to to be part of the community and to have fun with us they would just uh, print their whole entire deck okay you know, because they don't play the format and there's some people who just like print the very very expensive stuff you know like like back to some mode i don't know and there's some who just mixes you know both and, and some people who just you know for friend and draw their old deck yeah like by hand to do their proxies some people they, they make their own proxies like with just writing the text you know but it's, it's very fun to see uh the, the tournament because everybody has his own proxies yeah. and basically i like proxies um like color copy for me it's okay because it's the most like i can see the cards it's just like the read card it's okay for me but some people you know here in japan proxies are not very uh, they have not good reputation yeah you know basically japanese players don't want to to use them so they are um they would want to not print not color print a card but like draw by themselves the card so everybody can see it's a proxy like yeah it's like right. it's it's like not it's not it doesn't look anything like a real card it looks just yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. i got Very some of those laying around somewhere the um hold on i'm reaching behind me in one of my bins of met like something like this where it's it's like that's obviously a sapphire but it's obviously not a sapphire yeah, yeah, but, yeah. okay J just to give you a, a good example you know i i did a, a tournament here in japan like in uh in september mm -hmm. and the prices were uh power nine proxy power nine nice uh okay. drew drew by um by like japanese players and it's the power nine but as you you know you can see you oh, know it's sick. nothing about like this is black lotus and this is nancy's oracle there's nothing about the real cards you know yeah yeah oh, it, is, you know what that you can recognize it but you know it's not yeah. real yeah yeah but, yeah this is a, a one a time walk drawn by kai nice you know because you know that kind of stuff so oh, yeah. Players, yeah would like ah we need really to talk like we need to talk trades after this we need to talk proxy trade after this <laughs> we'll do that offline we'll do that off off record the um that's pretty so I'll lay off this proxy thing here in a second, but the, when, when you have people proxying, are they proxying like the best decks? Or are they playing like the deck, uh, blue red counter burn, um, like robots, stuff like that. Or are they using those proxies for like 
what I'll call spicier stuff. I don't, whatever that's not like a, a known deck. So metagame question, right? Yeah, metagame. So we have, yeah, we have both category of players here. Like the, the, the players will come here to win. Sure. And then the other side, they just come to have fun. And it's like very totally different kind of players. So basically, you know, the players who want to win have the cards, you know. Interesting. Okay. Because they are basically like vintage players. So, you know, vintage yeah. and good cards like are often the same. So they own the cards already. And then, you know, for old school reason, some people would like to buy like alpha and beta stuff, you know. And the other side who just want to have fun, just don't care. And I am very like, do the proxies like just, just like you want, you know. I'm just, I'm not like, okay, so if you want to play Fireball, you have to, to use the, the old, the old illustration. Right. I don't know. You, you just do whatever you want. If you, if you have fun, it's okay for me. So, you know, for the players who just want to have fun, sometimes, you know, I'm just looking at their deck and I, I don't see any old stuff cards, but looking at it, uh, like, um, it's, uh, everything like, uh, new, the new illustration. Sure. So like the, the, the new illustration of City of Brass and Fireball. So it's kind of a, like a standard deck, but it, in fact, it's... But they're, but they're legal cards. Yeah, they're like yeah, cards. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it depends. It depends. I got two more technical questions for you. These are very important questions, and you would not know which way to answer probably. How many strip mines? Okay, so yeah, very easy. Very easy answer. Because uh, it's a good question because there's no reason for that, but... Here, the, the official format sure. of code in Japan is Eternal Central format. Eternal Central? Yeah. There it is. That's all yeah. I wanted. Four strips. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very big proponent of four strips. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, really it's a joke. I uh, There's always, uh, when somebody new comes to the format, like in the States or Europe, there's always they always like are like, there's always a discussion about two things, four, how many strip mines and then mana burn. Um, so I was just curious about what rule set you guys were using. It's good. I'll let I'll uh, get the message to Jayco that they're using Eternal Central in Japan. You know, I think he'll be uh, excited to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, really, really, I don't know why. I suppose it's because when I started to play with uh, with Kai, yeah, we were just like influenced by maybe the the German and the French. You know, there is a very big old school uh, old school French community, and they all oh, play yeah. basically uh, Eternal Central. And you know them them. The information I collected by the time was all Eternal Central. So for me, it was natural to play Eternal Central format. So when I play with Kai, it was always Eternal Central. So for Strip Mine, Mana Burn, you know. And then when I started my tournament, as it is my tournament with my mm -hmm. rules, so I just installed like EC. And now everybody's playing EC. But the fact is, when I, when I have a look at the other formers, like Atlantic or Swedish, etc., yeah, I really don't want to play these formats. For just only one reason, Library of Alexandria. Sure, sure. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say this as a uh, I used to have a very hardline stance about mana burn and strip mines, uh, and what and what has uh, softened my view is playing those formats uh, in person with other people because it 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 lends it lends to different decks. So like uh, I love playing four strip formats; it's my favorite. But there are de there are decks that are better in four strip that aren't as good in 
one strip or and, and same same goes with mana burn right whether having mana burn or not so it's it's fun to mix it up and play different formats because it changes uh how you should build your deck now it doesn't change how i build my deck because i'm terrible at that but inherently it should make decks stronger and weaker based on the availability of strip mines and mana burn because like suchi is a good example like suchi is a very good card in swedish because there's literally zero downside um whereas in ec and it or i don't think atlantic i can't remember if atlantic has mana burn or not but in other formats it's not as good because there's always that threat of taking four damage off your your you know low-costed creature but I'm, I'm glad to hear eternal central i was just i was that was going to be the first question i was going to ask you uh but i decided i had to wait had to wait on it <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because I always see um, people on the comments on YouTube. Of maybe you know, I think you know Timmy the Sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know him. And, and I'm talking with him, and I'm just sending him the the, the video of Vintage from Tokyo. You can you can uh, no, old school from Tokyo. You can find some old school from Tokyo's video on his channel. Okay. And you know, people people are just commenting that oh no, he's playing Suchi on the EC. That's so bad, you know. And I'm just guys, just try it. I yeah, mean, it's not bad, but there there is a downside. I no, agree. no, no, no. It's just so enacted. Yeah, like it's, it's nothing. You know, the card is so strong. Like just have a look at the. You know, uh, there were uh, six uh, old school from Tokyo tournaments, True. and in all the tournaments, like like the sixth one or maybe yeah, on the sixth one, four four times there 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 are uh, robot decks on the finals, like with four four suchis. You know, the card is yeah. broken in yeah. the format. Like for 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 damage is nothing, you know. And uh, yeah, and the, the reason why I prefer uh, EC over the other formats is sure. because, like I said, uh, Library of Alexandria and Strip Mine is the only answer to this card to, to, to that to that card to Alex. So I, uh, you know, if you don't have the the four Strip Mine, you know, your opponent just play Alex and okay, game. So let's go to the next one. So it's the only answer. Okay, okay. You know, people told me that you can play Stone Rain or Icy Storm, Storm. Uh, Ice Storm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice Storm. It's do, what the fuck? I, if I don't want to play Red or Green, what do I have to do when I'm supposed to do when when my opponent play Alex? So with four strip mines, you know. We are cut from the same cloth in this matter. It's, 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 it's <laughs> We're on but, the same. Yeah, you, have, you have to you have to play around it. You know, you basically you know that your first. Uh, your first land will be like strips. So, but yeah. The um, what's your favorite deck to play? My favorite deck to play is uh, Lantax. Oh, Lantax. I just played that recently too. Um, are you playing an aggro build or a prison build? No, no, uh, like a control build. Okay. Now, basically, I put uh, no finisher in my deck, and I just gain life like crazy. Tax, tax tower. Yeah, and I just library out my uh my opponents sure. it's the deck i prefer because you know you, you do so many things you know once the combo is once the combo is okay you know you just like gain like 20 life and at my first tournament i played the deck and i went to like 400 points of life <laughs> excellent excellent the it's um just, it's just so fun but i think the most uh powerful deck in the format is robots that, that's my personal thing sure sure the uh do you get do you have like a pretty good diversity of decks at your tournaments or do people kind of show up with the same stuff mm, that's a good question too because it depends on the players come like okay. 
So your previous question was, uh, it's related to your previous question because, you know, people came, people who come to win will take always like deck or robots or sure. ATOC, you know, so basically it's the three most powerful decks in the format. So everybody know it. So you have to be prepared. And the other side of the tournament who just came, who just come to have fun, you know, they will take like Black Suicide or uh, Goblin or Mono White or, you know, f funny stuff. So basically it's as it's my tournament. Yeah, I, I won it one time by using robots. Sure. And um, I was not especially proud of it because the deck is so strong. So I just now for now, uh, when I go to my own tournament, because I'm playing because, you know, the yeah. The main reason I, I I am organizing this tournament is because I want to play paper old sure. school stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not official tournament, so I can play it even if I am an organizer. So now, uh, just to put the maximum of uh, diversity on my tournament, I always play a, a new deck, a different deck, and not a strong deck, but like a fun deck, a pet deck, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that 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 kind of stuff. Yeah, that's like uh, a lot of people will do that. They call it. Um... They'll play Spice at Home and Spike Away. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you um this is a little bit outside, but like do you travel to other events or you just go back and forth between France and Tokyo? Mm. Like have you ever thought about attending like Noob Fest or Uthin? Okay, for I had traveled a lot for uh, some big vintage event tournaments, like maybe yeah, fifteen years ago or something like this. You sure. know, I went to the, the paris world to play vintage to maybe two times for the bazaar of Moxon tournament because at the time they were really big tournaments you know like 200 yeah. 300 people tournaments like there is like yeah. very 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 fun but uh with the covid mm -hmm. like no plane so okay no tournament so no, no question about it and uh, i would like to play some old school event in france because the community is like kind of big yeah but uh it's difficult yeah just because i have a job and the planes prices are crazy i'd like to i'm hoping that didn't go into audio but it probably did yeah the um i was gonna ask like eternal weekends coming up here in the states and i know there's a european eternal weekend which is probably like one of the few events where you can like go play like real i'll call it real vintage like uh no proxy vintage so i was so just we curious have, we have it in nagoya in uh next month here in, in japan oh you do that yeah. will that be that'll be pretty big huh yeah it will uh maybe we there was at least i think uh, 150 people uh registered at the vintage event do you guys have a lot of sets of power i'm like did all the sets of power come uh from europe to japan or do they come from the states like do you are you guys tra do you guys track that stuff because obviously it wasn't printed there. It had somebody had to buy it in. Mm. Okay, I don't know. I don't know, but the fact is that there is a lot of players here having a power power nine cards, like really a lot. And uh, you know, at the time when the vintage community was were was not so big uh, as now, like fifteen years ago. Price were not so crazy, but people right. were not so interested in buying Power Nine cards. And now, but the prices are just yeah, like, the same. Well, it looks like you got construction on your side. Yeah, 
Oh, can you hear it? It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's, it'll be fine. Ready? Okay. Uh, yeah, and now that the prices are crazy, you know, people, uh, the, the, the vintage community is just growing up and growing up, and I don't know why. Hmm. And also, so many people's like buying so expensive cards, like, you know, maybe one card or two cards a year just to be able to have their own set. So I would say that at the time, yeah, but basically, you know, every, everything is coming from America, right? Because sure. And, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I think that there's a lot of really big card shop here in Japan with people who just went to uh, went abroad to buy stuff to brawl it to to bring uh, sure. it back to Japan and then sell it. So um, yeah, I think that the the recent players maybe get their stuff from America. Yeah, recently. How are the the like my understanding, and I'm, I don't have a very good understanding, but my understanding is like uh, most people who play Magic uh, like in Tokyo prefer to play like new formats, like modern, standard, st- like stuff like that. So, are old school cards cheaper there, or are they more expensive? Mm, so compared when I, to like well, Europe or the states, when I started to play with Kai, you know, it was really cheap. Sure. Like really, yeah. Even in even in France, even in Japan, like. Like like really common cars were really really cheap, you know, even beta or alpha stuff. And then it started with COVID. I think uh, I don't know if it has if it has a relation, if it yeah it has a relation with with the COVID. But the start the, the cars prices started to to grow. Sure. And uh, the thing is that um, it was the same thing for the foil, the Japanese foil, like 15 years ago. You know, first. Japanese card shop were not aware of the growing of the the prices, so they were just selling stuff like at, at a good price. And we had like these uh, foreign sellers who just came to Japan, bought a lot, and then sell everything at crazy prices on eBay. And then the Japanese uh, card shop sellers started to notice but they were just like not scammed but you know but you know you know the market and so even in the japanese card shop the prices started to to grow and uh the difference with the with the state of the cards here is that like regarding all the there, there are some cards that there are some cards here in japan that uh that are not available at all. Like for example, FBB cards has nothing yeah. here. You know, if you want FBB okay. cards, you have to you have to to use a card market or someone who is in, in Europe. But you know, you have the same example. For example, the, the Japanese Chronicles. You know, yes, the, the the black border Japanese. You know, you only have the, that kind of cards here in Japan. So yeah, it was kind of balanced. But basically, if you wanted to buy some old school cars, you had to buy them abroad, not in Japan. Gotcha. Okay. I was, yeah, I was just kind of curious. Um, let's get back to the fun stuff. The Do you guys – so outside of these tournaments, are you jamming like on a weekly basis with a crew of dudes? Or like is it just these tournaments that you guys are running? 
no, no, no. Basically, we're you no know, the, the community, the vintage community, and the old school community is basically the same. Same people. Yep. Yeah. So all the all the old school players came from vintage players. So we had a very like uh, lively vintage community here in Japan. Like almost one tournament a week. So once we finished our tournament, you know, basically on Saturday on Sunday, mm -hmm. we we just bring our old school deck and play old school like casual like to test our deck you know that kind of thing and uh, the tournament yeah there's only my tournament for it's just school. you yeah the uh so, yeah basically you gather just to uh to customize your deck for the next uh, old school from tokyo <laughs> gotcha gotcha the whenever you run these tournaments is it like a full day type thing like is it like hang out the night before play the tournament and then like go out for drinks and, and food afterwards, or is it just like show up, play your cards, see you next, see you three months from now? No, 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 no. It's kind of like a very big community event. And that's the thing I like in, in it because, you know, there's as it, it's the biggest old school tournament in Japan. Like maybe it's the only one, you know, in, by the, in, in paper. So uh, players from all around Japan just come to play it. So I had like players from, I don't know if you said, but you know, you have Japan and players coming from Okinawa, you know, it's yep. the, on, on the very south part of Japan and from Hiroshima and from like really from all, all the, all the country. So basically the people who, who just come from, uh, from a very, uh, far part of the Japan, just, uh, take a night at the, at a hotel. So there's some people who just like. Uh, meet up uh, the night before the tournament, and then we do the tournament. You know, it's from uh, 10 o'clock to uh, so until 7, 7 o'clock uh, p.m. And once the tournament is done, we just all go, maybe 10 or 20 people go to, to, to have a drink and uh, to celebrate, you know, the, 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 the tournament. So it's kind, of, it's kind of like a, a big event. It's just not a tournament we play and we go home. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. All right, I think I've run out of questions, but... I always like to have like my safety net question, which is what have I missed? What, what do you want to like tell the two people listening to this podcast about Tokyo old school? Like, what did I miss asking about? Uh, you know, we just, the COVID, the COVID is finished, right? So yeah. now people from America, from all over the world, just can come to Japan. So, you know, my ultimate goal would be to have like people from abroad coming to old school from Tokyo and I have like a very big, like a bigger tournament. Sure. Actually, uh, the tournament is gathering something like 40 people each time. Dude, that's like but, the perfect size. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, it's a very, I don't know if you see the picture of the of the room, but it's like it's a bar. So you can have you, you can drink whiskey or beer while playing. You can eat. It's a um, place where you, you, there's only players. So you, you do not have to worry about, you know, uh, thieves or that kind sure. of thing. Yeah. So the place is very, really good. It's very cool. So, yeah, my ultimate goal would be that to to make it to make the community grow with uh, people from abroad, you know, yes. with tourists, you know. So if you come here to Japan when uh, the tournament is held, you know, just just bring your car. Even if you don't have your car, you you have uh, plenty of uh, color copy. 
shop to to just to, to to make you a deck and you know for for nothing and just play and have fun let's let's just say half of this interview was just just a small recon to see uh what these tournaments are all about my i suspect that you'll see more more people coming in would be my guess i hope so i hope so and you know the basically the japanese players are really really nice with uh, foreign players and even if you don't know how to play the format, you know, you just can copy one deck and, and and came here and just play and everybody will be nice with you, even if you don't speak Japanese. That's my real question. As a tried and true American who speaks zero foreign languages, am I okay to get around Tokyo? Yeah, yeah it's not a problem. Okay. It's really, really. Like, I'll give, it my, I'll give it my best shot, but I, uh, I wouldn't say it's good. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what, anything else you want to talk about? Besides cats, because you got how many? You got one cat. Uh, no, just uh, yeah, just I would like people to know that I have a Discord and a Twitter account with all the information available on the on the on the on the tournaments. For sure, I'll I'll put all those links in like uh in the show notes, and then I'll also put them like in like um. I post like uh, like a little post like Twitter and Instagram because like maybe yeah, one person checks that. So I'll throw all that stuff in there. Thank you very much. Yeah, dude. All right. I'm going to stop hitting record, but it doesn't mean we need to hang up. It just means I'm going to stop hitting record here. Okay. Uh... All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Their links to their Discord and Twitter account are in the show notes. Uh, if you are interested uh, in going to Japan to play some old school. All right, bye.